Welcome to Soul Searching, the Soul Recruitment Podcast, where we tackle all sorts of great topics in the areas of recruitment, job searching, mindset, technology, marketing, culture, and lots more. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining me. Welcome back, everyone. Another fantastic episode of Soul Searching, the Soul Recruitment Podcast. I'm Darren Saul, your host. It's episode 50. I love it. Special one today. And today we've got a great show. Topic of today, why so many people fail to plan their career and what the implications are with the fantastic Catherine Palmer. How are you doing, Catherine? Good. Thanks, Darren. Nice to finally meet you and be on this wonderful podcast. So oh, I really appreciate it. And yes, we've been chatting on LinkedIn and we've been collaborating on LinkedIn for yeah, ages. Absolutely. And I'm glad that we're yeah. going to do this properly. Finally here. <laughs> and um, episode 50, I'm glad to have a yeah. special number attached to it's it. A milestone. 50. I'm very proud. 50 yeah. episodes. Yeah. Absolutely. So what I thought I'd do, I'll just give everybody a little bit of a rundown into who Catherine is and what she's been up to. Catherine has had a successful career in the corporate world in human resources for 20 years and is now using this valuable experience to help people find a career with purpose. She's a career coach based in Sydney, Australia. Her holistic approach brings clarity, direction, and positive support for her clients, and she helps her clients land their dream role whilst working with them to create their best life, and at the same time, filling the gaps between where they are now and where they want to be. Catherine works with senior managers and executives to identify their strengths and values, to align these with the next step in their career, to find a career with purpose, whether that be something more challenging, more meaningful, or enabling a better work-life balance. So thank you again, Catherine, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. I mean, let me just jump in and kind of just off the cuff. Um, I love that. Career with purpose, you know, it's something that we're always talking about more and more these days, and it's definitely something that's on the top of everyone's mind. Let's kind of elaborate what that means to you. For me, um, you know, and that's why I sort of talk about it from a something being more meaningful and fulfilling, because I think there's just so many people that are out there, you know, I know dozens of them myself, and I'm sure you do as well, Darren, that just sort of, you know, work is work sort of nine to five and especially during COVID I think it really made people really reevaluate what's sort of going on in their lives and work and what's more important and I think you know that sort of really sort of hit home for me during that period as well and it's like you know life's too short to be doing a role that you don't like or doing a role that you're not fulfilled in and challenged and all that sort of thing sure you might be earning the big big bucks but no, if you don't, if you're not feeling that you're loving life and you've got time or energy to spend it, then for me, I, I I don't see value in that. So for me, it's around finding something that is meaningful, purposeful, um, that you you love Mondays. Like, okay, I get it. Like loving every single Monday may not be hundred <laughs> percent realistic, but not one where you sort of want to go, oh, I just really don't want to go to work today. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe loving majority of Mondays. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so true. And, you know, if COVID taught us anything, it was, we took stock of that. You know, we took stock of our day to day and what we were doing and, you know, were we on the path to fulfilling our ourselves emotionally and um, spiritually yeah. as well, and not just making the money, you know, because it's not all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Do you find sure. that a lot of your clients, 
come to you with that issue that they're not feeling like they're working in a role aligned with their purpose or do you find lots of different things? Oh, a mix of that. So that's, just, that's you know, a lot of people come to me with those sort of things, but it's also a feeling like I'm stuck. I'm not sure what else to do. What are the other options I've got? Or, you know, yeah, I've even sort of recently got some um, clients that are more like, you know, this is where I want to go um, in the next couple of years, but how do I get there? What sort of things do I need to do to get there? Um, so they know that they're, you know, they're going to be ready in the next sort of, you know, six to 12 months for that for that new role and they want to set themselves up for success so that they, you know, got a better chance of getting that role. Beautiful, beautiful. And that kind of leads in nicely with what we're going to talk about today. Oh, but what a great segue. But I'm going to actually do something a bit different and I'd love to actually just hear a bit more about your story because it'll tie in nicely as well. Um, oh. And then we'll jump into the content because I think it's really important. But tell us a bit more about your background you know, 20 years of HR. Yeah, 20 years in HR. Um, where do I start? Uh, you know, so so like a like a lot of people in the HR world, you know, back last century, Darren. Um, you know, I was working, I worked, did my degree in psychology at uni, then started in recruitment, just oh, like you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then, you know, gradually moved into HR, which is what a, a lot of HR professionals do try to you know a whole range of different things and I love HR there's lots of elements of HR that I love and tried so many different elements of that but one thing that I really loved was the coaching part of that coaching managers um, how to better manage their teams and it was all and when I did some self-reflection a few years ago it was really like you know what I really love the coaching side of it and I think that's something that I want to you know make more of a career out of so that was the beginning of that sort of journey to start exploring you know what that could look like for me and what I love doing is using my HR experience from a you know recruitment and the HR side of things to really sort of give that extra added value to my clients that um, the typical career coach may not have. Yeah and I think that's really powerful because you know the insights of the job seeking process from a recruiter point of view, are very valuable. And there are so many little intricacies that can really fast track success. And if you've come yeah. from that background, that is incredibly valuable um, to try. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also from the HR side as well, sort of having that sort of different hat on yep. from maybe an internal recruitment perspective and promotions and, you know, that sort of thing. There could be, I was having a conversation with someone not that long ago and he was getting a little bit frustrated because um, he'd been in the company for 10 years. Uh, whereas, you know, Mary Jane, for example, had only been in the company for two years and she got the promotion over him. So it's about sort of sharing some insights from behind the scenes from a HR perspective around what what us as HR people look for when we're sort of looking for people to promote within the business as well. And so did you decide one day, okay, it's time for me to move into this or how did it happen? Um, just a gradual sort of thing, but I think... Um, you know, COVID really sort of brought that to life and I did a lot more because obviously we can do so many things during COVID, right? Yeah. Um, so I did a lot more, you know, self-development, self-study and that sort of thing in that space yeah. than I had done before. And I think um, for me, the the trigger for me earlier this year was um, with Shane Warne passing because yeah. he was like so young and just happened so quickly. And I just thought, you know, life's too short to to not chase your dreams and do something that you love. So I just thought, you know what, 
bite the bullet. Love it, love it. Beautiful. And you're yeah. doing this full-time now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. Amazing. So let's kind of jump in. And I, you know, we were kind of discussing um, a little bit before we started uh, the show, but planning for your career, it's such an important yeah. thing. And most of us spend hardly any time at all doing yeah. it. We Like there's so many, even recruitment, for example, recruiters are renowned for falling into the industry and falling into the role. Like if you ask mm. a recruiter, how did you get into recruitment? Did you always want to be a recruiter? There's always a story as to how they became a recruiter. It's never <laughs> planned. You yeah. know, process. So, I mean, yeah. why is it that most of us don't plan our careers and, you know, we plan everything else? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and I think it's sort of like we just allow our lives to happen. Yeah. So I think, you know, when we're sort of at school, at uni, we sort of choose subjects at school to to get us the right sort of marks to get into uni and things like that. Then we finish uni and we're sort of like, okay, well, I'm going to try to find a, the best job that's aligned to my degree. And I think we do that. So there's an there's an element of planning there. But it's sort of like from that point on, it's sort of like we're on a bit of cruise control, like in your yeah. car or, you know, or an autopilot. And we sort of, yeah, I'll, I'll look at that later. I'm just busy doing all this and I've got life. Life's keeping me busy and I'm getting paid well, so I'm okay. And then you sort of take a step back. It could be 5, 10, 15 years later and you sort of go, ooh, um, a lot of time has passed and... I am not sure where I am at the moment and maybe I need to sort of do some self-reflection and be a bit more proactive around what I want to do because all of a sudden I'm here and it's 15 years later. Yep. I've actually had a number of conversations with people in that sort of space that they've been in the company for 10, 15 years and then all of a sudden it's like, how did that happen? I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a really good point, you know, because you know, you go to school, you, do, you might go to a career counsellor, you might decide, oh, that's where I, that's what I kind of like to do. I think I might be good at that. And you just go on cruise control or automatic pilot. And you think that the system is going to look after you. Mm. But I think a lot of people, we're all finding, especially in this day and age, a lot of the time, number one, we change careers many times in our lives. But the, the whole process is actually something that you have to drive. The, the yeah. system, there is no system that looks after you just because you're you did a course you're not guaranteed your dream job you have to do the no. work no well, we're guaranteed a job like you know 100%. 20 30 years ago a degree would pretty much guarantee you a job these days not so much no, 100 and it's changing everything the way we think about education is changing so i think it that's is. a really good point that people you know we take for granted that the system might just look after us if we've chosen the path. We might take mm. half an hour or an hour to talk to some family and friends, decide our path yeah. and say, all right, that's what I'm doing. And now that's it. But it doesn't, yeah. doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's sort of, you know, I also was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking it's probably something that really should be taught at school. You know, I, I don't know what you, what you did when you were at school, but part of, um, sort of mid-high school we had um work experience we could choose two work two jobs that we sort of might think that we'd like later on in life and got a week of experience at at both of those yep. I didn't let I didn't do anything remotely close to what mine were um but I think that that's all we that's all we get at a point in our lives when we're sort of 14 15 where 
we don't have any idea of what we want to do from a career perspective. We don't know what it entails, what things, the hours, the pay and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's really something that I really feel there's a massive need for to better educate people around this. So I'm, I'm so glad that we've got this opportunity to talk a bit about it today. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you're young, you don't know what you're really good at. You haven't really developed yet. You don't know where you, where your place is, what your purpose is. You know, there's yeah. so many factors and I think, yeah. you know, and these days I think they say people change careers five times in, the, in their lifetime or something like that. Mm. The statistics show. And, and that's, a, that's a perfect example because when I finished year 12, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I thought, well, I'm just going to do the thing that I got the best score for exactly. at, in high school, which was Japanese. Ah, there you go. So I started with a, you know, a, just a general Bachelor of Arts in Japanese until I sort of, found my way and found a bit more about what what was exciting what I love doing so but yeah Japanese very um very interesting very very relevant (laughs) yes very relevant very relevant Um, Um, absolutely totally agree and I I want to chat about a poll that you put on LinkedIn over the last episode as well which is fascinating tell us a bit more about that yeah I did it a couple of months ago actually and um I must admit that I had a different agenda to what the poll was about. Um, maybe a bit of a lie. It could be a dream. But anyway, so it sort of went like, you know, I'm planning an eight-week holiday in 2023 to Europe. You know, so many things to do and see and all that sort of stuff. I've got a list of things that I want to think about, you know, flights, where should I go, what countries, accommodation, all yeah, that sort of stuff. Nice. And so that that's the whole lie, right? Just being just being honest with you, Darren. And then I ask people, how much time do I need to plan this holiday? Mm-hmm. So I had like four four options, which you typically do for the poll. I had like about two weeks, about four weeks, about six weeks, and probably more than six weeks. Wow. And the answers to the polls were pretty much 55%, so a little bit over half, said that I'd need at six weeks or more to plan for an eight-week holiday to Europe. Isn't that incredible? You know, six weeks or more to plan for a two-month holiday. Oh, it's going to be an amazing holiday, Darren. Like it's not just, you know. Even if it's first class all the way, <laughs> two months, you plan for six weeks. Yeah. But yet with your career, you might plan for two weeks or three weeks before. Yeah. Months. And that's the exact reason I did the poll because I wanted to sort of put a different sort of spin on the question because I know that you know, we as humans, we spend more time doing something that's more pleasurable, um, something that we enjoy, um, something we've got to get an immediate sort of um, reaction to or immediate sort of level of satisfaction to. And I did it deliberately because I wanted to see what people would say for an eight-week holiday. But then how much time have you put and invested into yourself for your career, which you're going to be at for 40, 50 years? I agree, agree. You know, when you want to buy, when I buy a new microphone, I'll spend a week researching every site. I'll do all this kind of stuff. Where can you get the cheapest and the reviews? Cheapest, the best. Is it any good? Blah, blah, blah. And look how much work I'll do just for that. But yet we won't do half that amount of work during our career. We go into, as you say, we go into autopilot and we just expect opportunities to land in our lap. It doesn't work that way. There's a very small percentage of people that have, have opportunities land in their lap 
Um, but yeah, and, and then there was another post that I did recently as well, where it was more around just before the new iPhone 14 came out, I purchased the new iPhone 13 Pro. I just sort of upgraded, you know, spent I think $1,600 or something like that. It sort of made me reflect on the whole career planning thing as well that, okay, so I spent that much and I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast now have probably in the last couple of years, you know, others paid for a phone outright or something along those lines, like a TV or or whatever it might be. And it sort of made me think, when was the last time we spent or in, you know, maybe invested $1,600 in ourselves, in our career? you know, soft skills, hard skills, personal development to make ourselves improve ourselves. To become more marketable, to become more promotionable, if there's a word. Uh, There is now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We've just created it today. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. You know, and a lot of people say, oh, I need more training. I need more this. I need more that. My managers, my company doesn't want to provide it. And that's fair enough. I understand. And it can be expensive, but yeah, find a way to do some stuff really cost effectively um ask a few times do whatever you have to do to invest in yourself and plan your career because it's so important yeah and i think the the other thing there is you know from that wearing my hr hat is that you know over the years you know conversations with with managers or conversations with employees that'd be talking around you know the company hasn't invested in me. They haven't put on a training course. They haven't paid for me to do this. Yeah. Um, you know, where, where's that next promotion coming from? Or they're not talking be, to me about what career options I've got within the business. And that, that's where that's where the gap is, or maybe that's where the confusion is, because I can understand when you're sort of early 20s, you might be thinking that's what the role of the company is to do or that's what HR's role is to do or whatever you, but it's actually not. It's your responsibility. It's our responsibility. And I think we don't realise that because it's, you know, working in HR, I've seen it before where, you know, companies or HR are sort of thinking, okay, we've got these, we've got to think about succession planning and we're going to put Darren into that senior manager role, that director role and what, but we we don't actually think about whether that's something that Darren loves or wants to do is what the business wants. So we're planning your career. The company can plan your career based on what the company wants. If you're lucky lucky enough that they are planning the career, they might be planning the wrong one. Yeah. A different type of career. (laughs) Uh, I think that's just another sort of spin to sort of think about because sometimes we can sort of get lost and have expectations around our employer's responsibility to do that when, like if we want to be in control of our lives and in control of our career, we need to get in the driver's seat. Yeah, I think that is such a good point. You know, we can't just sit back and think that the system is going to take care of us. We have yeah. to do the work ourselves. You have to be proactive. You have to invest mm. the time and energy in yourself, into your future. You can't just sit back and let it happen because it doesn't happen. Yeah. Absolutely. But let's chat a bit more about what planning for your career actually means. What does that actually look like to you? How how do you go about, you know, working in this way with your clients? Yeah, so 
there's a few different ways that I sort of do that. And it really depends on where, where they're at, their situation and in life as well. So one of the first things that I work with my clients on is career clarity. So a lot of career coaches out there, they will say, yeah, Darren, great, you know, love working with you. So what we're going to do is update your resume, cover letter, LinkedIn profile and give you some tips to answer interview questions the right way and negotiate your salary and off you go. You're done. (laughs) Yeah. And then like, you know, great working with you. But what what I've found and just from my own personal experience is that there's no real sort of um, uncovering around what is important to you because we could all be in a role or take it. We're working at, you know, one bank now, then we take another role two years later, three years later, and it could just be the same type of job that we tried to escape or, and we did escape, but it's just a different flavour, just wrapped in different wrapping paper. So the whole purpose of the career clarity is to really knuckle down and understand what will make you excited, you know, looking at your career history, looking at your strengths, your values, what's important to you, what you love doing and why, what you like doing and why. And just because you, you know, you're good at something doesn't mean that you love it. Yep. Yep. Well, sometimes it doesn't so, mean doesn't mean that there's a huge opportunity for it either. You have to marry up what you're good yeah. at. With, is it something that you can really make a life? Yeah. Of? Yeah. And I use some silly examples with my clients just to sort of really illustrate you know that it's you, you do you do need to do that assessment sort of a bit of you know a bit of a reality check you might sort of think well i love you know fairy bread and i love rabbits is there a job that sells fairy <laughs> bread to rabbits yeah <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe there's a market for it but it's just about sort of you've come up with some things that you love doing and you, that you're good at and all that sort of thing but you need to also do that sort of sense check to make sure that there is actually a role out there doing that sort of thing so that's your step one. It's just that initial um, analysis. Yeah, and it actually does take some time because, um, you know, there's no, you know, th- there are career tests out there, you know, those online ones where you sort of answer a, a dozen multiple choice or whatever it is and it comes out spitting out, oh, you know, this is what you should do. I did one of those recently just for a bit of fun to see what it come would come out as and it said out of 350 jobs, the top job they'd recommend for me is a high school teacher. <laughs> wow. I'd be scared to and do it. <laughs> good luck to the children that I would teach is all I can say. Um, it just sort of goes to show, you know, that those things, unfortunately, are not real. They're more just a bit of fun, a bit like, you know, horoscopes and that sort of thing that you're going to come into a big yeah. you know, pot of money at the end of the week or something. Yeah. But the, the whole career clarity piece, and whilst I sort of ran through that sort of quickly, it is something that you need to do a lot of deep reflection on because you're not going to necessarily know all the answers to that the first time you look at it. And when I did it for myself a number of years ago, it was something that I sort of would write down, reflect, come back on, reflect and sort of write some more because it's sort of that sort of process of, you know, marinating maybe that sort of really sort of helps you analyse and deep dive into, you know, what makes you tick because you want a role that and a company is not just the role. You could have the perfect job on paper, but the culture and all that sort of stuff that's around it 
could be the thing that lets you down. So it's around looking at all of that holistically and trying to understand, okay, one way I describe it is like you've got a, all these different things, things you love, your career history, things you don't love, um, you know, what type of company, the culture. It's like a thousand-piece puzzle. You've got all the answers right in front of you. They're all in a box right in front of you. you. You know the answers to all of it. But what is on the box, like with most puzzles, there's a picture. So you go, oh, it's meant to look like, you know, a nice sort of scenery with mountains and water and all that sort of stuff. But for your career clarity, there's no picture on the box. It's just a box. <laughs> That's right. Until you start joining all the dots together and joining the pieces, yeah. then you'll start understanding and having that real clarity on what, you should be focusing on so you're not sort of wasting your time you know looking for or applying for jobs or going for jobs that are not really aligned to who you are yeah, love it and by the way this this um is relevant to entrepreneurs and business people as well I oh, mean, you have to 100%. think about why you're doing this in the first place yeah yeah and that's exactly what i did you know for for my business um a number of years ago the exact same process and it is you know it is the same um you're thinking about culture and environment and your manager and you know all those sort of things that are important to us that we don't always think about but really make make or break you know a role and so that's step one tell us a bit more about you know the the other steps in the process so then the next step would be, uh, okay, so we're looking, we do a bit of a stock take of where you're at now. Yep. So, you know, that's to say um, you're a customer success manager and these are all the skills that you've got now and looking at, you know, the current job description. So you've got an idea of where you are now and what you should have and sort of just doing a bit of a stock take to make sure and a bit of a refresh. Hi, guys, just a quick message. I'm always on the lookout for engineers in the managed services space across Australia, support engineers, systems engineers, network engineers, and solution consultants. I only work with the best companies that are going places, really value their staff, have great techs, and offer stacks of training and other benefits, up to $1,000 for successful referrals. Who do you know? Feel free to give me a buzz, 0414-659-800. But right now, back to the conversation. So these are the things that I've got. These are the things that I need. Yes, I've got all that sort of stuff. And then thinking about what does that next step look like? What does that next role look like? Yep. And then sort of looking at that and doing a bit of reverse engineering where, okay, I'm looking at that senior customer success manager role now. How do I get there? What do I need to do? How to- do I get there? Yeah, and looking at the job description, looking at the ads that are out there, speaking to people in your network, making new connections in your network, you know, the whole um, your network is your net worth sort of thing, and really sort of having more conversations to understand what the role requires of you. So there might be some, you know, additional skills that you might need to look up. So if you're at a more junior level now, at that more senior level, you're going to have to sort of, you, the skills that might be the same as in leadership skills or communication skills, but they're going to expect that next level up. Yeah. yeah. What sort of things do you need to do? Or what, yeah. yeah, exactly. What sort of things do you need to do to sort of get to that next level? Yeah. Is there a course, you know, some mentoring, some coaching, um, you know, a whole range of things that you might need to do. So, and that's sort of about doing that sort of stock take. And it's about 
you're not going to typically do that when you sort of go, you know what, I'm going to apply for senior customer success managers starting next week. Yeah. It's it's the whole career planning thing. If, if you're thinking that in six months, 12 months' time, that's where you want to be, then you, you need to start now. Love it. Love it. So true. It's sort of the same as... You know, if you're going to save a big deposit for a house, you're not going to sort of go, yeah, on the 1st of January I'm going to buy a place. Well, you might. Um, but, you know, you need to think, okay, the sort of what can I get for a loan? What are the sort of average prices of the, the places in the area that I'd like to buy? And then reverse engineer that from a deposit perspective. Okay, I need a $100,000 deposit. How much have I got now? I need to start planning. So when will I have that deposit if I start putting away this much per week, that much per fortnight? It's it's the same sort of idea. We we do need to plan and it's just something that I just wish more people did. Yeah, yeah, totally get it. And then I'm assuming that you work with them throughout the process for uh, feedback, for role-playing, for just bouncing, for coaching in a way to make sure that they end up where they want to be. Yeah, we do, you know, and all of my programs, we do, I do have a, a standard sort of model that I work with, but all of my one-to-one is customised for each individual because everyone's got sort of different needs. Um, I'm working with someone that's 57 at the moment that hasn't um, applied for a job in 15, 20 years, so that's wow. a big sort of change for him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, on the other side, I'm working with someone that's sort of early 30s about sort of getting that sort of next step. So they, they're all getting the same sort of messaging and the same sort of content, but it's going to be tailored and some people are going to need more of this and less of that. And it's just around, you know, how can I work with you best to get the most out of the whole experience? Beautiful. Love it. I mean, you know, we all know what the obvious benefits are. Hmm. I'd love to just ask, are there any hidden benefits for planning? Have you, in your insight or in your experience, have you noticed any any other knock-on effects of this? Um, oh, there's so many. How much, how much time do you have, Darren? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> love it. Give us a few. I love it. Well, I suppose apart from the obvious ones, and it's also, you know, good to sort of just remind people about the obvious ones around, you know, career success. You can go further faster. And when once you know what you want to do and you can put a plan in place and get towards that goal faster, um, it also increases productivity because you're sort of thinking, okay, I'm happy with what I'm doing. You know, you could be in a bit of a rut when you're sort of thinking, you know what, I don't want to be here. And that sort of impacts all areas of your life um, as well. And I think uh, fulfilment, like once once you have a plan in place, you're feeling a bit more fulfilled because you can sort of see, it's like when you're looking forward to that holiday. Yeah, You've got that holiday planned in three months' time, so you're sort of feeling you know, I'm feeling good. Like, you know, this is where I'm going. I'm happy. I'm, I'm working towards my goals. I did that course last week. I've got the other course planned in three months time. I can see that I'm working towards these goals. I'm increasing my skills in leadership at work. I'm practicing with my team and I'm doing, so you sort of feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I can feel like I'm moving forward. Nice. Um, and I think the other thing is like linked to that is job satisfaction, that you're feeling that you're loving your job a bit more than you were before, which was one thing that I sort of really love talking with my clients around is if you are enjoying your job and you can feel that there's progress, you can see the end goal where you sort of go, but that also impacts your life. Yeah, definitely. Everything. I think you come home, 
you know, you wake up a better person, you come home a better person because you're, yeah. you're you have a plan and you and you're enjoying the journey. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You have a purpose. Yeah. And as you say, like the journey is almost better than the destination. Mm. And I think because, you know, a lot of people don't realise that the impact that work, because we spend, you know, so many hours at work over our career that if you're not happy doing what you're doing, you know, your partner or your kids are probably going to see it or hear it a bit more than maybe what you'd like to admit. But it impacts every other area of your life, relationships, your health, and I think these are sort of maybe the not so obvious things from, a, you know, make, making sure that you really do have a good career plan. So you do love what you're doing and you do feel like you're going somewhere because if you don't, it does impact on every other area of your life. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. I think that's so true. Yeah. Very true. Um, a couple of others I'd say would be, you know, it helps to develop your confidence because you're feeling a bit more you know, I can do this. I know that I can do this. I've got the right support. I've got the right coach, mentors, and, you know, I'm going in the right direction. So I can feel like, you know, I'm actually making progress and you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think the other one is, you know, you're increasing your knowledge, you know, self-development, depending on what area you choose to um, look at, but which also increases and contributes to your marketability. You know, that saying, what got you here won't get you there. So what skills you've got now that you got when you were 25 to get that marketing assistant job or whatever it might be is probably not going to be the skills that get you to that next level, that more senior level. And I mean, listening to you, you know, while you discuss that, it's so fascinating because even the journey of um, upskilling is already something, is almost like a training course in itself. Yeah, it's like on this training course for yourself that you've imposed on yourself for the next, for your next level. And you're almost in that process, moving yourself to the next level of communication of how you articulate mm. your story and how you articulate your purpose on what you want out of life. You know, it, it forces you to really take stock um, and also just tweaks and enhances and sharpens everything about you, which is, already yeah. makes you more attractive and more marketable. So it's almost like yeah, a training course in itself. It is. And I think, you know, you'd know as well from, you know, recruiting people and speaking to thousands and thousands of people and, you know, from a HR perspective as well, that those sort of things really do come across they do. in an interview or a phone interview or Zoom or whatever. You, right. We can pretty much know within seconds. Um, and if and we they're, can hard to, they're hard to uh, actually identify or articulate, but we, we sense them. We yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's something that um, I just wish a lot more people knew about as well because, you know, I think when you're not loving your job, um, you know, we all have days that we don't love our job and that's, that's normal. But once it sort of gets to that point of really not loving it and sort of impacting other areas of your life, if you do try and go for a job when you're in that space, you probably won't get very far or you'll attract the type of job you don't want, yeah, which is yeah. probably worse. Yeah. Because so much of our of communication is nonverbal. Mm. And we our energy and how our body language and how we portray where we're at in terms of our life yeah. and our state of mind. Um and that comes through way more powerfully than what you say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very yeah. so true. And I kind of want to tie this into the job seeking process in a way as well, because mm. we've been chatting about 
you know, sometimes it can be a daunting process for people, you know, when they're searching for work, especially if they haven't done it before, as you say, they might've been working yeah. in a place for many, many years and it's the first time they've got to go to interviews. Um, what's your insight into how this kind of preparation obviously can make it more enjoyable and, and a little bit more, um, you know, tasteful in a way? Yeah. So I think, you know, it really comes back to, you know, we all, we've all been job searching at some point in our lives and, you know, it can be really frustrating and sometimes it can feel like a bit of an emotional roller coaster when you're not really finding that job or you're not getting moving forward as fast as you'd like. So, you know, we've, we've all been there and that's why it's sort of for me and with my clients, I really come back to that um, career clarity because, you know, there's people out there and you've probably heard these sort of stories as well where I've applied for a thousand jobs and I'm just not getting anywhere and I'm spending, you know, hours and hours and hours a day just applying for every job that comes up. Um, but the one of the benefits of career clarity is that once you do that work, and yes, it will take you a bit of work and a bit of self-reflection, like I mentioned before, you'll actually have laser sharp focus on what you want so then you'll only be applying and investing your energy and your time in roles that are right for you and that you have a better chance of getting and you might sort of think oh really yes really because once you sort of invest the time and you might write a cover letter you know I'm not going to get into whether you should or shouldn't write a cover letter (laughs) if you choose to write a cover letter and you sort of express how, how excited you are about that opportunity and it's really aligned with you for these reasons, then that will come out and the hiring manager or the recruiter or HR or whoever's going through it will sort of see, oh, wow, Darren matches all these sort of things that we're looking for or you can see that there's some things that Darren doesn't have but, oh, my God, he, he makes up for it in his enthusiasm and his background and all that sort of stuff. So, it's just so important and it's just something that I think more people really need to know about because it just helps with that sort of clearness of thought and you've got certainty around the direction of your career, that direction of that next job and what sort of things you need to do. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I do with my clients is that once we've got all that, then we look at the resume and the LinkedIn profile after that because a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to quickly update my resume first. No, 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 no. Get clarity on what you want first and then do that. Otherwise, you could you can still do it, but you might end up doing it twice. So, And time is precious. That's right. I love that. Like it's until you really know where you want to go, you have to take the time to do all that first and then you can find out how to support it with all the other things that you do. Yeah. You've got to work out what you're actually trying to achieve. And it's the same sort of thing if you were looking to buy a house. It's like, okay, well, I, I've got, you know, a million dollars or more to buy a house yeah. in New South Wales. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we might, let's try and narrow it down a bit so that we could get um, clear on the type of, That's right. you know, do you want a big house, a small house, an apartment? Is it particular suburbs that you'd like to live in? So once you've got you clear on the sort of areas or suburbs or the type of house, yeah type of apartment then it's a lot easier to find that house because otherwise how can you find the house oh then it's exhausting but once you narrow it down you can you say all right i've only got two choices this weekend to look at that's it that's right yeah so much much more fun much less energy expended more focus yeah. more um and a better execution of your energy 
because you're working only working on those a few different opportunities that you actually want. Yeah, rather than you know that sort of apply for a hundred jobs that come up on Seek today, and sort of like the the other strategy of hope and pray, yeah. um, yep. which doesn't generally work. It could, but doesn't generally work. So fascinating. And then I think, you know, also sort of going in from that, it's, you know, and you probably have talked about in some of your other podcasts around the whole hidden job market. So we we all know between, depending on which bit of research you read, between 60 and 80% of the jobs that are out there are not advertised. So if the benefit of getting career clarity is that if you're focusing on 10 jobs a week versus 200 jobs a week, you have more time and energy to tap into the hidden job market where your competitors are not typically tapping into. Love it, love it. And I think the more you really understand where you want to be, your behaviour at work will automatically market you for those particular jobs that you'll be suited to. And they'll almost, you know, in some kind of weird hidden synchronicity, you'll kind of find each other. (laughs) But you've done the work up front to make that happen. So people... Yeah, onto and it, you can see it, and it's all around you know the whole self awareness thing. You know, becoming more self aware of what makes you tick is you know, the, you know another sort of area from a career clarity perspective. Because sometimes we've all done it at least once, where we've just taken a role because it pays well, or the job title's really attractive. And it's oh, that looks nice and shiny. Right. Um, only to sort of find out that it's not so shiny when you get there. Yep, so true. Love it. So mm. such important um, information. I think everybody really has to think about doing the hard work up front when you're either job seeking or you are looking for a promotion in the next one to two years. Do the work up front, and mm. it will make all these opportunities appear, and they'll be much more focused and relevant than if you didn't. Absolutely, yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Have you got any great success stories for us? Any one, any great story that you want to tell us? Obviously, not confidentially. But... Um, yeah, let me have a think. Uh, there was someone that I was working with a couple of years ago. Now she was um, working as a like a marketing manager for a particular organization, and then she had a couple of years off um, to have kids. She actually had triplets. Wow. So she had her hands full with all of that. And then probably three, three and a half years after that, she said, oh, you know, Catherine, I want to get back into the workforce, but I don't know how to do that. What sort of things do I need to do um, to get back into that? So we worked together to really understand, you know, what made her tick and what got her excited and tailored her approach and her roadmap that we create together to um, get the most out of that and finding a role. Um, there was someone else um, not that long ago where he was um, a senior IT project manager and really wanting to become, you know, to find that next level up, that next level role sort of program manager and what sort of things could he do to sort of get to that level. So we put a big plan in place. He also wanted to be known in the industry as you know, the go-to guy yeah. for these types of projects. So it's like, okay, well, what sort of things can we do from a personal brand perspective right. to, you know, because you know, obviously personal brand is not going to just put it on LinkedIn and it happens the next day. It does take a little while to sort of um, get going. So it's about, you know, that's that's what, what do you want to do? What do you want to be known for? And what sort of things can you do 
um, to increase your personal brand. So we've been working a lot and he's actually, he hasn't got a new job in that area yet, but he's been getting a lot of interest and connections and DMs and that sort of thing from, from people on LinkedIn to have conversations. And that's where it all sort of starts. Absolutely. And you know, that, that kind of branding and um, thought leadership will give you opportunities in spades. You just, it takes yeah, absolutely. And I, that is one aspect that I do work with um, with all my clients as well. So you don't need to, you know, I've got some people, I've got one particular client that his aim is to do TED Talks and all that sort of oh, thing. Wow. So you could do something at that level but or something in between. It, it, you don't need to be, you know, the next, yep. you know, big guy that wants to do TED Talks or anything like that. It's all relevant to who you want to be and we can, tailor a plan from a personal branding perspective to suit to suit you because obviously you know some are going to have more work and effort and that sort of thing that you need to put in but it's we can easily create something based on what what you want to do sure i love that and i suppose based on how much time you want to spend as well you know yeah so yeah you have to, and that's where, has to, that's where there has to be that connect with what you're trying to achieve and how much time you actually have to achieve it you know yes. it has to be right as yeah. well yeah, and sort of, you know, linking back to your lifestyle and that sort of things as well, you know, you might have a lot more commitments outside of work. So it's about working in yeah. and working around those sort of things as well and understanding what you can and can't do. Yeah, I love it. Fantastic. I mean, hmm. some great yeah. tips for people and great great ways of thinking about this because I think it's so important. Um, hmm. And so when you work with people, do you work one-on-one? Do you do group sessions? Do you do online? Do you do face-to-face? Is all of the above? Yeah. Um, for the most part, I've been doing one-to-one, but I've recently launched a group, a small group um, session, which which I'd like to sort of grow more in 2023. I've got a small group at the moment, but what I love about it is that um, there's different people from different walks of life and different levels of experience that, you know, just that diversity of thought can everyone can sort of learn from different people. Um, everyone's at different stages. Some people are looking for that next career. Some people are looking to plan their career. And what sort of things can I do over the next sort of twelve months to help me get closer to that to that goal that we've got? So there's been some really interesting discussions that we've had the last couple of weeks on that. And yeah, most of it is on Zoom. Um, just because we've got people all around Australia, so it's a little and, bit. And it's, it's becoming just really efficient. Zoom is just so efficient to do these things. Yeah, no, we we love it. We do sort of have you know a number of Q and A sessions and that sort of thing nice. as well. But we do have like one session a week where we get in and do you know we record it so other people that couldn't make it could could view it and sort of learn from what uh, the other conversations that are going on. So it's 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 just great. I, lo- I love just hearing everyone's stories and. You know, everyone helping each other in in different ways. And you know, as you say, we can all learn so much from each other, regardless mm. of where, which point we're in, we're on in that journey. We can learn something that'll just inspire us to tweak our own um, practice, yeah. which can lead to success. So you just never know. Yeah, and it's you're right. And I think the other thing is that it it doesn't need to be someone in your own industry. You could learn something from someone you know, in a completely different industry. Oh, and I think all it's for that. I think being... even more so. It's great to be open-minded and absorb yeah. other industries and other roles. Yeah. Otherwise, everybody's just doing the same thing too robotically. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all for that. I think it's... Yeah. Wow, absolutely brilliant. Um, and so yeah. if people want to find you, Catherine, how do they do that? They can uh, look me up on LinkedIn, Catherine Palmer. Um, we can put the spelling and all that sort of thing 
in in the link. Um, maybe there's a link that you can share with my profile or something like that. Um, all my contact details are on my LinkedIn page as well. Uh, so you don't need to be a first level connection to reach out. I've got my um, email and phone number li listed on my um, profile that anyone can sort of reach out. Awesome. That's great. Well, I'll definitely yeah. put those in the show notes so everybody can find you. Awesome. Um, Thank really you. Really appreciate you coming on the show. I think we've covered some great ground. I think it's yeah. so important, you know, that everybody really do the hard work up front, put in the time to reflect, to think about what you're trying to achieve and then how you put in place the steps to achieve them rather mm. than just jumping in without that preparation because it will make all the difference in the end. I've seen it a hundred times before. Yeah. And I've kind of said it to some people in very superficial ways, not to this degree. <laughs> I bet you have. Yeah. Um, it's an incredible, incredible powerful thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, you might be, you know, if we've got people that are listening and watching, you know, on replay and things like that, it's, you might be thinking, oh, I'm 40, I'm 50. It's too late. It's never too late to start planning. Um, it, you know, and it's, it doesn't need to be perfect. You don't need to put the perfect plan in place. It's just about starting. That's just right. start, start with something. And then over time you'll reflect it. And if you want some, you know, professional advice, well, then you've, you know, I'm available to sort of help you with that. But don't don't sort of put obstacles in your way. Um, life's too short to be in a job that you don't love. So get out there and start planning. I love it. And kind of two great points that you kind of made there. Like number one is you don't have to bite the whole elephant all at once. You can take no. baby steps. You don't have to go from, you know, the role that you're in now to your perfect role in one jump. It might take a couple of, couple of steps, you know, and you also might find that in that journey, you might find something that you might like even better and step yeah. two was the one that was really your, you know, um, absolutely your dream job. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. just open to the, the process and the journey. You just never know where you'll end up. Yeah. And, you know, it's often that our careers don't go to 100% to plan that, you know, I'll do this job for two years and then that one for two years and that one for two It often doesn't work that way. So it's about being open-minded and finding other ways to get the same, you know, the same experience. Yeah, love it. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed that. I'm sure yes, this will get a thank lot you. out of that. And uh, I urge them to look Catherine's details up. Give her a buzz if you want some coaching, you want some information, because she'd only be too happy to talk to you. And I think she'd be you know, a great person to work with and really help you take your career to the next level. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Darren. I would, would love to be on your podcast again in the future. Uh, with pleasure. Absolutely. We'd love to have you back. Everybody, <laughs> please write us in. And if there's something yeah, particular that you want us to cover, um, we'll put a show together for you. Yeah, for sure. Pleasure. So okay. thanks again. And uh, everybody out there, hope you had a great one. Enjoy your week. And we'll be back very, very soon for another episode of Soul Searching, the Soul Recruitment Podcast. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Soul Searching, the Soul Recruitment Podcast. If you'd like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414 659 800 or email me on darren at soulrecruitment.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. But for now, though, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time.